And now, presenting the Star of the Show podcast with your host, Delaney Swift. Welcome back to another episode of the Star of the Show podcast, you guys. I have been trying to play around with better greetings for the podcast because something about welcome back just bothers me, but it's like, do I say good morning, good afternoon, good evening? Do I say happy Wednesday because that's when the podcast comes out? But in all reality, I have no idea what time you're listening to this, what time of day it is, what day it is. So welcome back, greetings. Like there's not too many just generalized greetings for the podcast besides like hello or hi. So hi guys, welcome back. We'll just have to play around with some things. As you can probably tell by the title of this episode, this is the story of how I quote unquote failed at my first business. And I honestly was not even going to bring this up until I was like wildly successful one day, like banking millions of dollars on the regular and like walking red carpets just to prove a point. But then I realized that that is like not serving anyone. I'm just harming myself by keeping it in or carrying shame around it. And a lot of the reason why I haven't talked to it, talked about it is because of the people in my personal life. Like I could talk to strangers on the internet about this all day. I could make videos about it to people who don't know me. But I think the thing that impacts me the most is knowing what the people closest to me would think or opening up and being vulnerable to them about this because I carried a lot of shame about it. And there are certain people in my life that I feel like would look down on me or give me like or pity me because of this experience or would be like, I told you so or would just I don't know, like I'm kind of thinking in my head about my old coworkers, some that I was like close friends with or like managers that I've had in the past and how, you know, I told them I was leaving to start my own business and just like them being like, oh, I told you so. And this is not based off of any facts. This is based off of things that I made up in my head. But I I do kind of feel like there are a few people that I've worked with previously that might not have the best things to say or they'll just like poke fun at me for trying. And I know there's people in my life that would poke fun at me for trying. And, you know, that's unfortunate, but I know that people are going to say things no matter what. And ultimately the, my closest, closest friends and family and my boyfriend, you know, they're all super supportive and just know that who I am as someone who needs to try a lot of things and will not take no for an answer. If I get an idea in my head, I'm very stubborn and I have to try it and see it through and stumble and fall on my own in order to learn the lesson myself rather than have other people tell me that something's a bad idea or it's not going to work because I just won't believe you until I've actually tried it myself. And I'm actually proud of myself for trying things and failing rather than never trying at all because sometimes I think people who stay stuck in a situation where they're not happy, like that's, you know, are you really doing yourself any justice in the long run? Like you have to be brave and step out of your comfort zone and try things to see if it's going to work in order for any changes to be made ultimately. So I just went on a walk and I was thinking to myself, like, I really want to tell this story, but I've been so hesitant to do it for so long and just kind of felt like one day I would tell it when I was sitting on a podcast interview. Like I always envisioned myself telling this story, but on someone else's platform or, you know, once I'd really quote unquote made it, but I'm like, what is that really going to look like? There's no really good time to tell the story, especially because when I look back on it now, like it really isn't that big of a deal at all. It's not that crazy of a story. I mean, it probably, maybe it maybe is, but to me, it felt like the biggest, just, I don't want to say heartache, but it felt very scary. It felt like a risk. It felt like just a setback. I had a lot of shame around it. I had guilt. I was mad at myself. I couldn't forgive myself. I couldn't move forward for a while. Like I felt paralyzed and I'll get into all of this, but I was really holding back from saying anything because of, like I said, the people in my personal life, previous coworkers, like all of the, even family members that had asked about like my business and what I was doing and just people that had questions about it. A lot of people, even in my personal life, like do not know a lot of details about it. And 
I mean, they don't ask, so maybe they don't even wonder, but I just always carry this like shame and embarrassment around it because I had one expectation and like the opposite occurred or just like something else other than my expectation occurred. And I was saying, I was manifesting and, and talk like talking into existence, the things that I wanted to happen and they just like didn't come true. And I, it almost was like I was talking a big game for nothing to happen. And so I think that's why I had a lot of embarrassment, embarrassment about it. It also was like a very public thing. And a lot of people in my personal, personal sphere saw that and were very involved in the process and followed along for the journey. So the fact that it just didn't turn out to be what it, what I wanted it to be was really embarrassing. But again, I'll get to this, but I think that it was a very good thing that it didn't pan out the way I wanted it to, because it just didn't feel fully authentic. And I think having quote unquote failures or um, pivoting or changing paths is always very, very powerful and can actually be a lot more like a way for you to get way more clear about what you really do want. And thank God I am where I am because I just feel like life is definitely more aligned. And I was trying to fit myself into a box that I didn't, and I didn't give myself much room to stray outside of that box. So let's just get into it, shall we? Let me tell the story because trying to hold this in and waiting for the right moment, it just may never come. Also, me holding this in for fear of what people would think or for whatever my old coworkers are going to say is literally giving them the power. And I would never want to do that ever because, so, like, I'm not saying this to be mean, but they're not in positions that I want to be in. The people that I look up to, like I know who those people are and those are the people that I would seek advice from or seek constructive criticism from because they are people that I find to be very inspiring. And yeah, I'm not, I'm taking back my power. I'm not giving my power by being embarrassed about my story to other people. Like that's so, that doesn't make sense to me. And I had this huge revelation when I was on my walk earlier today and I was like, you know what? I'm not holding this in anymore. And this can just be a part of my story. And I can tell it again, just because I tell it now, doesn't mean that I can't tell it in the future when I do make it, you know what I mean? But I need to appreciate every aspect of my journey. And that starts now. Okay. So I guess I should start kind of like out of college and I'll try to be brief at this part because this isn't, you know, fully part of the story. But when I graduated college, like I graduated with a strategic communications degree, which was basically like PR and marketing. So I was in the journalism school at OU and there's two tracks that you can go in the journalism school. There is strategic communication, which used to be called PR, public relations. So it's kind of like PR, marketing, digital marketing, social media, that kind of thing. And then the other track is news and info, which would be like broadcast journalism. So I went the strategic communications route and I had um, a minor in Spanish and a certificate in international business. And I combined those two to be my specialization because you have to have like a specialization within um, the journalism school. So I did internships at um, agencies, PR agencies, digital marketing agencies. I did internships. I did an internship at a technology company and I was doing marketing for them. And then I also had on-campus jobs at school and would be, well, one of the jobs was at the Center for International Studies and I did their social media and like their newsletter and that kind of thing. And then I also worked at the career and leadership development office and that was so fun. Like honestly, I would go back and work there full time. It was so fun. I put on like the career fair and yeah, like any like nonprofit fairs, that kind of thing. But I did the social media and events for that office. It was such a blast. And I had friends in the office. It was honestly one of my favorite jobs ever, which is hysterical. Anyways, so coming out of college, I started at the PR agency that I worked for during college summer. So I interned for them. I started right out of college there in like July of 2017. I worked there for about eight months and then got laid off. The company actually ended up going completely out of business, which was fun for a new college student. So after that, I was like, I do not want to be in an unstable environment. I want to be in a stable company where I know my job is safe because there was just the the culture was kind of toxic. It was like up and down. There was a lot of insecurity. There was a lot of uncertainty. It, and 
people weren't very nice to each other, specifically coming from leadership. And I got laid off in an email on a trip in Peru and Ecuador. And I was literally on a boat and I got the email. I was one of like the last six or eight employees to finally get laid off because they had laid off everyone else at that point. I won't go too far down that rabbit hole. But anyways, that had me in search of a more stable job. So I went to work for a private plane company and I was doing sales operations there. So I started there and then I moved into, I got promoted into an actual sales role. And I really loved working there. Honestly, I thought I was going to work there for my whole entire life. I had so much fun. I learned so much. I got to touch so many different teams. I felt like I was so involved and almost felt like I had extracurriculars there because I was involved in a lot of different projects. I got to meet a lot of people from different teams and network and go to events and help with a lot of different things. And that was really fun. And then when I moved into sales, like it was just, I never got into sales because I wanted to be in sales. I got into it because leaders saw it in me and wanted me to be in that role. And I was, you know, I knew a big pay increase and commission came with that. And I saw it as like a new challenge. And I honestly really loved it. Like looking back, I have a lot of good things to say about it. And I do really appreciate my time there. But I think there was just a big conglomerate of things that happened to me in a short period of time. Like I had gone through breakups. I had, you know, it was just like a really pivotal, pivotal time in my life where I was, you know, changing my interests in terms of like not wanting to go out all the time anymore. And this was like between the periods of like 23 years old and 25 or 26 years old, Um, maybe even younger. It could have been like 22 during this time period when I was working at this company and just a lot of changes going on with my interests and with my activities outside of work and just wanting to do more things that were aligned with me in a way. So when I lived with a couple of girlfriends, I just feel like I, I started getting really feeling unfulfilled in the work I was doing. And I, I don't know, I guess I had gone through a lot of traumatic things that I never really fully processed and it was all kind of coming to a head and I just feel like now looking back it does feel like I was in a very bad headspace at that point I wasn't fully attacking things head on I there was a lot of things that were built up underneath that I wasn't addressing and they were I don't know causing me a lot of anguish and grief and I was masking it by constantly being busy and going out with friends I mean I would not trade that time for the world like I loved that job I loved living in Columbus Ohio at the time I forgot to mention that part after college at OU I moved to Columbus Ohio and I lived there for like four years um I loved living with my friends it was such a blast and I look back on that time with such fondness and how it was just so fun like everyone I think should live with their girlfriends at one point in their life but it was coming to a point where I was just I I was craving routine. I was craving things that were good for me and just not fully happy and fulfilled with the work that I was doing. So I was texting some of my girlfriends one day. Actually, it might have been from Snapchat. And I actually don't even know if these girls know this story, but I was talking with some of my friends on Snapchat, I believe it was. And we were all complaining about something different. Like it was either work or being sick or like complaining about boys or money or whatever it was, we were all complaining about something different. And I was like, how nice would it be if we had a group where all of us could just send positive things to each other, like books, podcasts, I don't any type of resource about therapy or, you know, exercises that we could just share all in one group. And anytime we need it, we can go in there and we can access it and we can inspire and uplift each other. And it can be a positive source for us to to look to so then I created a Facebook group called happy scampers it was just like on a whim and the reason I chose this name was because I (laughs) my dad's nickname for me was scamp so if you haven't listened to any other podcasts or this is your first ever one listening to from myself my dad passed away when I was 19 And I've told the story before, so there's other episodes you can listen to about that. But that experience really shaped me a lot. And my, I'm an only child, so it was a little bit 
I don't want to say it was harder than anyone else's experience, but it was different because then it left me and my mom. My dad were very, and I were, were close, and he called me his scamp. So before I was ever even born, when I was in my, my mommy's belly, if you will, my dad bought a car. They bought a van, and he got the license plate to say my scamp. So I've always been scamp. I have my scamp in his handwriting tattooed on my arm, and happy scampers was a play on words for happy camper. You know what I mean? Get it? So I created that group on Facebook, started inviting all of my friends. Then their friends were inviting other people. Like it was just people kept inviting other people and branching off. And then there was like hundreds of people in this group within a short amount of time. And people were like, I love this. I was getting a lot of feedback. People were adding other people and adding other resources, sharing links and things like that. And so I was like, oh, this is awesome. I want to create an Instagram. I want to create, like, it made me want to create other things branching off of it. I also had, like, a happy hour at one point where um, we, we did, like, a little virtual meetup. Um, I would do these, like, dances that would basically start with, like, a journal prompt, meditation, and then move into a dance that was, like, meant a dance routine thing that was meant to, like, up your mood because dancing has a lot of, like, research back that it increases your mood. And looking back now, I kind of cringe at those and like, thank you to the friends who supported me and paid for those things. Like every time I think about it, honestly, I get like hives, but I'm proud of myself for putting myself out there like that. And I did get so much positive feedback on it. Like the messages I would get from that account and all of the, the people in my personal life or just people that had like had never met me messaging me saying how much it impacted them for the positive I was like so touched and I have kept a lot of those messages so if I ever have a rainy day maybe I'll go back and look at them so anyways I started thinking wow I could really make a business off of this and I should also add that around this time I really started to look towards making routines for my life I was ingesting so much self-help content I was listening to Mel Robbins Ed Milet the Skinny Confidential um so many wellness people, Glennon Doyle. I read so many self-help books. I listened to audiobooks. I was listening to, like I said, all the podcasts, doing so many different, I was doing different workouts. I was following all these self-help content creators and ingesting all of that that I could. I also got the idea, and I don't know if this came from myself or from my boyfriend, but I was like, I should start a YouTube channel. And just kind of share things in my life, share health and wellness routines. And I bought my first ever camera and I used it as like a vlog camera. It was also around this time that my boyfriend actually, and he was like, you need to buy a YouTube course. I've always, and he's an entrepreneur. So he was like, there's a course for everything. Like you should definitely take this course. Highly recommend it. And it was like 300 something dollars. I was so nervous to take this course because I was like, that's a lot of money for one course. But now looking back, that doesn't even sound like that much. So I bought the course. I took it. I created my YouTube channel. I was pretty regular with my YouTube for a while, actually. And that that was a lot of work, honestly. Shout out to the YouTubers. It's 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 a lot. So started my YouTube channel. Also around this time, I hired a business coach which that's a whole different story. She actually was on the podcast. Her name's Chelsea. She was more of like a lifestyle, lifestyle, a life coach, a life coach and a mindset coach. And I was launching my business. I was like, okay, this could probably be good around this time. Like help me get in the right mindset. She was an entrepreneur. So I was like, she'll have a lot of, you know, good, good takes on what it, what it takes to build a business. And she also had a community as part of her program. So there was other girls in this same community that were starting businesses or were doing social media or I don't know, just wanted to make big changes in their life. So that was a huge, a huge thing for me as well. So I, that was even more scary because I had to spend like thousands of dollars on that. And you know what? I was kind of, I had kind of had my mind made up about it before I really I had time to second guess it. I was like, you know what? I really want to do this. I think it'll be great. So I did it. I did the life coaching and it was great because 
I did get to meet so many people. Like I, there's three girls that I met from that program that are still my friends and I don't keep in touch as much as we used to, but I still consider them my friends. And if, you know, we ever chat, it's like nothing has changed and I still support them from afar. But having that community and surrounding yourself with like-minded people when you're launching something is huge. So I was in this life coaching community. I was working with my life coach. I think we met weekly. I can't really remember. Maybe it was bi-weekly. But either way, she helped me with a lot of things at the beginning. Helped me deal with imposter syndrome and fear of failure and getting a plan in place for leaving my corporate job. So I was building this alongside my corporate job. And just to kind of back up, in this job, I was making more than I had ever made. And I was like, whoa, like this is insane. (laughs) I was just, I was, you know, a broke college student or I was a broke college student. And then I was kind of broke out of college, like didn't have too much of a savings. And then I just started like being able to pay off debt. Like I got completely out of credit card debt. Not that I really had that much at that point, but I paid down all my credit, paid off all my credit cards. I was saving a shit ton. I was you know, able to put more into my 401k and my brokerage accounts. And I bought my first car and I was able to like pay more in rent. I was just like becoming a grown up and I felt really confident and secure in myself for like the first time in a long time. And I was just, I had more financial freedom and I felt more of an, of a grown up. So that was really cool. And So I started saving a lot of money at that job and kind of creating a plan to leave. So it's actually interesting because around maybe, well, Daniel and I started talking, I guess, at like the beginning of 2020. We had talked at like the end of 2019, but it wasn't until the beginning of 2020 that we really started like talking, flirting, and then dating later in like the summer of 2020. And I really wanted to move. So Daniel actually was like kind of planning to move before we really fully started dating. And then we both talked about how that was really important to both of us. And we decided to kind of do it together as we got more and more serious. And he wanted to move out west. So we went and looked out in Phoenix and Scottsdale area. We also looked in Denver. I don't think that was ever like a really viable option. But he was actually launching his business. So he was working in drop shipping and I don't remember what else yes he was he was doing a lot of other side hustles while he was working his full-time job but he was saving up and and building a company so that he could eventually quit his corporate job and then we that was kind of like our our goal together was to both quit our corporate jobs have a bunch of money saved and then we actually wanted to go live abroad for like three months maybe six months and our idea was Bali but we the borders were still closed at this time so this was around February 2020 no February 2021 he quit his corporate job and we were going to like maybe spring or summer of that year go to Bali and live there for like a few months and yeah the borders were still closed so we were like I don't know if we really want to do Scottsdale or Phoenix and then coincidentally in February of 2021 we went down to visit our friend's Joey and Lisa, well, it was Daniel's good friend from growing up, and I had never met them, which is funny now because they're, like, some of our closest friends, but we visited them, and we explored around Tampa and St. Petersburg, and we were like, why don't we just move here? It has so much of what we like. It has good weather, young people, people who are open-minded. You can be outside all year round. Like, it's a cool city. Um, there, It's near the ocean. Like, there, there's things to do outdoors, so... We came back in April of 2021 to look for places. And then in May of 2021, that's when I, that's when we moved down and I actually quit my job in May. And I think I fully ended in like June of 2021. And cause I had to like send my laptop back from Florida. Um, like in my last two weeks, I don't even really feel like I did that much. It was just basically like closing out accounts, finishing things up. And I, my plan was, to live off of my savings. And at that point, I probably had around 25,000, maybe more saved. And uh, gosh, I just wish I could like give that Delaney a hug and just be like, that's, I don't know. I just, I wish I could tell her so many things, but I really would have never learned the lesson if I hadn't just done things the way that I did. So 
I moved, we moved down in May of 2021. I think I had quit, I quit my job at the beginning of May or like the second week of May or something like that. God, that was such a journey. It was so stressful that month, but like so worth it. Anyways, I quit my job, told them I was starting my own business and (laughs) kind of embarrassing, but again, proud of myself, moved down here. And if you don't know, we live in St. Petersburg, Florida. Um, we moved from Ohio and actually Daniel and I lived in different cities up until we moved here together. He lived in Cincinnati. So that's like an hour and a half away from Columbus. If you're not familiar with Ohio, so not too far. I was honestly at his house a lot because he lived alone. I lived with two girlfriends and we could just like have the whole house to ourselves where he was. And I had some girlfriends in the area where near where he lived. So it was fun to go and visit there. And also just like the time that I was in in my life. I was like fully obsessed with him, but also, you know, like the beginning of a relationship, you just want to be with each other. But also I think I was just like in a really, really bad negative headspace at that point in my life. So I was there a lot focusing on building my business and just like kind of dreaming with him of the life that we were going to create by moving. And yeah, so we moved to Florida in May of 2021. And then I basically was like, okay, I'm going to live off of my savings which is hysterical because our rent, I think, was like 2400 So we were splitting that, which was like 1200 Not bad, honestly, at the time. We were renting a two-bedroom apartment in St. Pete. And our rent after that went drastically up. But that's besides the point. Anywho, so we lived there for like almost two years in that apartment. That part's kind of irrelevant to the story. So we get there, May. I'm living off of my savings I'm fully diving into creating my business. And actually, this was a great time in my life because I was just so happy to be in Florida. It was May, so it was beautiful weather. My birthday was only a few weeks after we got there. My birthday is June 10th. So I was just, I remember being so happy. And I look back at pictures from when we first moved here, just so happy to be there. And bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and just what would come after would just rock my world. (laughs) So it was really all fun and games for the first few months. Like I was working out with my friend almost every single morning at this gym and was in great shape and would make smoothies or smoothie bowls every single day, would journal. Like I had a very specific regimented routine. And this was based off of like a routine that I was making while I was living in Ohio. I, this is what it was like, listen to this. I got so into like spiritual things and like God and like entities and aliens and like, okay, I'm not saying I believe in aliens, but just like different beings like Pleiadians and star seeds and just very spiritual like topics that not a lot of, it's very niche and like astrology and human design, very niche things. Got very into eating super healthy and just living like this all encompassing healthier lifestyle that wasn't super sustainable to be honest with you like it was helpful for the time being but like this this is my normal my morning routine okay so I would wake up make the bed get dressed all normal right I would wash my face brush my teeth do my skincare and then I would make coffee I would journal things that I was grateful for I would write down affirmations. I would read some of a book. I would meditate. I would also pull cards from like tarot cards or oracle cards and like read whatever that oracle or tarot card meant. And like, I would literally determine like what my life was saying to me based off of that. Even though I love those things, like, I don't know, that was, it was very inspiring, I will say. And I would do this all with like healing frequency music playing in the background. I also would not listen to anything or look at my phone or take my phone off do not disturb until like nine or ten like sometimes it was later than that like I just loved not looking at my phone first thing which was great I need to get back into that routine honestly up until like three or four months ago I still wasn't doing that but now I like look at my phone before I go to bed and when I wake up and I kind of hate that I've gotten back into that routine but I'm getting sidetracked so I wouldn't look at my phone until that time. And then I would make a really healthy breakfast. It was usually like a fruit bowl. I was obsessed with fruit bowls. If you were my friend back then, I was like cutting up, which honestly, they were so good. I was cutting up a bunch of different fruit and I was putting maybe like a probiotic yogurt on it or 
usually I would just do like the cut up fruit and then I would pour like some sort of like milk over it and usually like oat milk and I would put like hemp seeds and chia seeds and sometimes cacao nibs like I would just go crazy with the fruit bowls honestly they were super super good like I'm obsessed with fruit and then it got into like smoothie bowls and smoothies and I got really on a kick with that obsessed Daniel got me a Vitamix for my birthday the year after that or maybe no it was the year I think it was 2021 best gift ever like we use it so much anywho that was my morning routine and it got to a point where I was very regimented with my routine to the point where like if I didn't do every single thing I would have to stop everything that I was doing and like go back to that routine also I will add that in that routine was always some sort of like workout or going outside and going for a walk so a lot of great things like these are great things if you have these habits in your day-to-day like that's those are good healthy things to do but I got to the point where I was so obsessive about it that I felt like my whole day was going to go to shit if I didn't do it towards maybe like the fall of that year I think August I remember being really down bad so as I was growing this business it really felt like I wasn't fully I didn't have it fully as thought out as I wanted to. I'll put it that way. I was losing money. I was not spending wisely. And I'm not saying I was like being super irresponsible with my money, but like you move to a new city where you're essentially doubling your rent. You need to completely furnish your whole apartment because Daniel and I sold like basically all of our big things, our furniture and things. So we had to buy all new furniture when we moved here had to furnish our place. So we're obviously, you know, making those costs. And then, yeah, I was just living off of that and not having any income coming in. I was opening, you know, credit cards, but at first it was, I was doing it because it was for my business and it was supposed to, you know, help me and, and be for the business. And then I just used that as kind of like a crutch. So as it got started getting closer to like August, I was losing money and I wasn't really seeing like that much of an income. Like I definitely was not even like meeting my rent in a month. I was like I was in the building phase of my business. I was doing like boot scamp, which is the dance class I told you about earlier that I would charge people for. And it wasn't like too much uh, like money to, to join those classes. I think it was like $20. And then I had one-on-one coaching that I was doing. So I actually was working with my coach, my life coach. And I was like, what, like, what do I, what services and products do I put out? Cause the things that I wanted to do were things that like, weren't going to come to fruition soon enough to where it would make me an income quick. And I needed like income to reinvest in the business. And I had all of these expenses like Canva and, um, like Thinkific and Squarespace and those are like smaller expenses but I also had other larger expenses that I was paying for on like my business accounts and those things add up right when you are running a business I also had like materials and things that I needed to buy in order to like create the things that I was creating for this business but anyways okay so I was working with my coach to basically come up with like products that I could build in the meantime. I didn't want to be like a life coach really, but she kind of suggested and like people had suggested that I do that. I was like, you know what? That's good. Like I've always wanted to like coach people and help people. And I kind of, I opened programs like that. I created a course for helping people like heal their inner child and like coming back to who they were as a kid. And honestly, I cringe looking at that, but I did put so much work into it like so much work into it and did a lot of research and I'm proud of myself for that but there was like virtually no bites on any of these products that I was launching and there was interest and I would like host these webinars to like gain you know gain interest for the courses and for the products and it just felt like it wasn't going anywhere and that would have all been fine and dandy if I still had a corporate job and was like getting money to come in and keep me stable but the fact that I didn't it was really it weighed me down because I was spending money that I needed to like keep me afloat and I didn't have any income coming in and it was just causing me more and more stress and when it got to August I started to be like okay like 
I need to make an income. I, I can't keep doing this. I got really, really stressed. And I also actually started weaning off of my antidepressants or my anti-anxiety medication. I took Lexapro, by the way. So I took it like years past. And then I went off of it and then I got back on it. But I was weaning off of it because I was like, I don't want to be relying on this anymore. If I would ever like go away for the weekend or not take it, I would feel really weird. And I didn't like that feeling of my body relying on something. So I ended up completely weaning off of it. And the last like couple of weeks, I felt super weird in my body. I felt like I was dizzy and just moody. And I just, I did not feel good coming off of it. And I was like, I just want to get this completely out of my system. So I decided like the last week of it, I was just going to completely like stop taking it. And let me tell you that was really hard. And I remember Daniel went away for a weekend in August of 2021. And I was so miserable. It was like the hardest weekend I've had in a very long time because not only was my body like feeling so weird, I literally it literally felt like I was like tripping and like dizzy. And if that's how I felt weaning off of this medication that I was literally prescribed, I don't even, I can understand why addicts when they're weaning off of like alcohol or coming down from drugs, like how they must feel so out of whack. Because when I tell you I, I felt so strange, I truly mean it. So I was coming off of this prescription that I was taking. I felt so strange. I was all alone. And like at, up until that point, Daniel and I really hadn't spent much time apart from each other. And, you know, I was happy for him to go and spend time with his friends. He really wasn't even gone that long. But he went to Charlotte to visit his friend. And I was in such a bad headspace. I was calling all of my friends. I was crying 24-7. I had all of these cravings. I wanted to do things that were relaxing, but I couldn't because I was just so stressed out about money. (sighs) Oh my gosh. Looking back on it, like I just, I want to give that girl a hug, like I said. So anywho, after that, I was like, I really need to maybe start looking for like a part-time job, but I had refused to go back to a full-time job. Like it seemed like the end of the world for me to go back to a corporate full-time job. I was like, absolutely not like in my head, I was like, I'm never, ever doing that again. So I actually ended up looking up this dance fitness studio. or I forget where I saw it. Maybe it was like LinkedIn or something. But I was looking for part-time jobs in like the fitness industry or something that had to do with the things I was interested in. So I looked up like fitness studio jobs in Tampa or St. Petersburg. And I actually came across AKT, which was a dance fitness studio that I really liked in Ohio. And I had gone there a couple of times. And they, when I looked, when I was moving to Florida, they didn't have any there yet. And then I ended up finding out that they were launching one in Tampa, like 25 minutes away from me. So I reached out to the owner. I was like, hey, is there any employment opportunities available? Like, I love this workout. And I applied for just like a front desk job. Like I did not want to be an instructor. I just wanted to like be able to be in that environment and meet some friends, build a community, make some money on the side, not be so stressed and be able to build my, my business on the side. And she actually ended up making me the general manager, but like part-time general manager and someone else did that full-time or part-time. So there's like two part-time GMs. And I really liked it. Honestly, I've got to meet friends. Like one of my close friends in Tampa now, she also worked there. I met her through that. Actually, a couple. I, I met friends from there. Like that was a great experience. I really liked it. I really liked the owner. Like it was super fun and getting to, you know, work out there was a blast. But I ended up feeling like it took up more time than I wanted it to and just wasn't paying me enough to s- still sustain my income. And Up until like February, I was doing it pretty much remote, just like selling to customers and trying to get people to buy memberships. And then when February rolled around, that's when we finally had our grand opening and I had to be at the studio. And that was really, 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 really hard for me because I felt like it was taking time away from me building my business and just being in my own space. And I don't know if I could ever go back to an office. Like I genuinely love working from home and being able to get up and do the laundry. I I just had so much anxiety because I didn't feel like I had any freedom. And that's why we moved to Florida was to have freedom with our lives, with 
yeah, well, just with our lives in general, like that is one of my biggest values is just having freedom and the, the autonomy to make my own decisions and do my own things. And that just kind of like stripped that away from me, but also the money just really wasn't cutting it. And that was a huge, huge, huge factor. So I ended up looking for full-time jobs around that point. I was really at a crossroads. Like I was asking my mom for help. I was stressed and, and asking Daniel for advice constantly, like very overwhelmed. I actually, I don't know what point this was, but well, let me, let me back up because I need to tell this part of the story first. So I applied for a lot of full-time jobs and I got offers from three and I had two in my top two. So I was deciding between those two and I ended up uh, gosh, that was such an, a stressful time as well because I was so indecisive about which one I wanted to take. Like one of them paid more and I had better conversations with all the people and that was like what I was leaning towards. But the other one, it was like all around what I was looking for and more in line with what I wanted to do. So I kind of just had that. I was holding on to that idea. But even the conversations I had with people at that company, I was like, something's not right. Like I don't, it thinks something's missing. So I ended up turning that one down and taking the other one. And I worked there for like a year and a half. I started in March of 2022 at that company and that was in sales. So I was going back to sales, wasn't thrilled about that, but I also like know that there's money in that. There's a lot of like minded people. There is, you know, there's good opportunities, right? And it's really easy to get sales jobs if you have sales experience and if you can prove yourself. So I did that. I worked there for like a year and a half and it was really fun at first and I liked the people a lot. It was a good culture at first, but then things really started to go downhill. There was a big layoff at one point. I think it was in, must have been like a year. Like I think it was my my year anniversary. Things started to get kind of stressful and then my year anniversary they laid off a big amount of people, including my manager, without like any notice. And then I was just like, I don't know if I want to stay here. So I don't want to get too in the weeds about this. But basically, I was like, all right, I need to start exploring my options. Like, I don't even know if I want to do this. Like, I was just still stressed about finances. Wasn't exactly all I expected with this job. So I ended up looking for other jobs around August, July, maybe even like June, July, August of 2023 three. Yeah. 2023 and interviewing for other jobs. So this is very recent, but I ended up quitting my job in August of 2023 and then moving to another job that I started only like two weeks later and three weeks after I left, my whole team got removed. So I'm glad that like that timing worked out, but all this to say things always work out and there's always a way out there's you can always make a change like nothing is permanent you have full control over your own life and looking back on these past two and a half years that we've lived here almost three it'll be three in May so in another like four months it'll be three years that we've lived in St. Petersburg but these past couple of years almost three years have been insane like I've gone through so much change so much growth so much pain, so much uncertainty and fear and doubt and just being self-conscious and unsure. Gosh, and I've made so many new friends. I've built a community here. I There's been so many amazing things that I've experienced since I've moved here too, but almost nothing has worked out the way that I expected and that's okay. So my point in telling this story is, you know, I used to think of this whole experience in my life in just the past couple of years as such a setback. And at one point when I was debating, like going back to a part-time job or pausing the business, like I don't even think I really fully paused my business until like months after I was working the corporate job that I went to. Like I was very much so still dedicated to my business the reason that I went to a part-time job was because I knew I wanted to make some money on the side. And then when I went to a full-time job, I was like, I need insurance. I need, well, I had insurance, but I was paying for it out of pocket. I was like, I need insurance. I would like something more stable. I would like some, like a full-time paycheck. 
I was also, I forgot to mention, living off of credit cards at one point. Like I had pretty much drained through all of my savings and through this experience, went back into credit card debt, like put myself in a not great financial situation when I had been in such a great financial spot. And I can talk about this on another podcast episode, but like I have a lot of financial insecurities, you could say, or just I've gone through a lot of financial challenges in my life. And I think it's very deep rooted. Like even my dad's family and just generations back, like my dad's family comes from Ireland in the 1950s. That's my dad was literally born in 1950 and Ireland had basically no economy. And my dad was one of 10 siblings. So they're a family of 12 trying to survive financially. And, you know, I just, I don't come from a lot of wealth and that's not to say that like there aren't people in my family that have made it and make good money but my point is that I have just not learned a lot about finances when I was growing up and I've just always kind of associated it with stress I also feel like I was kind of in a there was a lot of finances held over my head in a previous relationship so that kind of fucked with me after my dad passed there was a lot of financial stressors I spent a lot of my life living paycheck to paycheck and then to go from having that experience to having all this money and saving and being very financially sound and savvy and being able to save and invest and pay off debt and buy a car for myself and then still have money to like pay my rent, pay all of my expenses and then be able to go out to dinner with my friends and buy clothes and just enjoy my life like that was a different experience for me and it was very empowering and then to just kind of get out of that experience all on my own account like my mistakes my financial decisions were what took me out of that financially abundant situation really took a toll on my mental health and really made me feel super insecure super stressed very unstable And it's took a really long time to get out of it. And I'm not even fully out of the trenches, if I'm being honest. But I just, gosh, like that was such a stressful time in my life. And truth be told, I spend a lot of time and energy not wanting to go back to that place. So much so that I feel like it affects a lot of my decisions with finances. And that also takes a toll on me. I'm still working on a lot of mindset shifts from that time of my life when I went back into debt after having this massive savings and being very financially sound and savvy. So that aside, there were a lot of other things that just didn't feel right. Of course, the financial aspect, I wasn't making money. You have to, you know, make money to sustain your lifestyle when you double your expenses, move to another state and want to have the same lifestyle that you were used to. And I was just very much so in the building part of my business. So if I had like any advice to my former self, it would be to not quit your job until you're making what you are making at least base wise at your full-time job. So that for me would be like before commission, just enough to sustain your expenses. And, you know, maybe then some that would be nice, but at least be making enough to sustain yourself before you quit. And I just, I wasn't at that point. I just was really taking a dive and a leap. And I feel like I'm kind of in in impulsive that way. I was going to say impatient, but that too. I'm very impulsive that way. A lot of people told me it was a bad idea. Friends, family told me they were nervous about it, but I took a risk and that's the price you pay for taking a risk. And I will say I've learned so much, so much more in these last two and a half years than I've ever learned it was, it has been a pivotal, pivotal, what the actual F, pivotal moment in my life these past couple of years. I've learned so much. I've grown so much. I'm a completely different person. But aside from the financial aspect of this whole situation, I also feel like I really developed this obsessive, compulsive personality. Like, I think I've had. OCD like tendencies my whole life for example when I was growing up I used to pray every night and if I said the prayer wrong or if I forgot something I would have to start all over or I thought my whole family was gonna die or I would have to like have my mom hold my heart to make sure it was beating so that I wouldn't die that also is like very anxiety like that is like the definition of anxiety I feel like but 
there were certain things that I read about in these OCD workbooks that my therapist had me buy that were very similar to the experiences that I had as a child. And then just through things that I had experienced in my life, whether it was like different traumas or loss or grief or just feeling out of control, I developed a lot of routines that were very, very obsessive and, and these, these behaviors that were very obsessive. Like for example, I would be in the aisle. I actually remember this one time where I was in the aisle at a grocery store looking for almond butter. And I was obsessed with like looking for the ingredients, the price, making sure that everything was perfect and it was the perfect choice of almond butter. So I had to make sure all the ingredients are perfect. The size of the of the tub was good enough for the price. And I spent like maybe 20 minutes in the aisle going over all these different almond butters and getting, this still happens to me, honestly, and it's something I'm working on. I'll get like a rash or hives or get really hot in the face trying to make a decision between a couple different things in the store and like calculating how much my total is going to be for all the things in my cart in my head or I'll like calculate it on my, my phone. And it's kind of like this protection behavior of like, am I going to be surprised by the price type of thing? Or am I going to be surprised by the outcome? Am I going to be shocked? Am I, and am I going to be in a, another position where I'm out of control and I don't know what to do and I'm just going to have to like suck it up and wanting to protect myself at all costs and not have it, anything out of the blue happen to me where I wouldn't, you know, know what to do and abuse, you know what I mean? So there had been a lot of things in my life where I felt out of control. And so I would do these little behaviors constantly that would put me in control, but actually it really lacked a lot of control in my life and and gave me very little freedom over my life. And it was very, very eye-opening to talk to my therapist. I started working with a therapist around like November of 2022. And then I worked with her up until like September or October of this year. And then I changed insurances when I changed jobs. So unfortunately I couldn't work with her anymore, but absolutely incredible. Helped me so much. And I actually think since I stopped working with her, I've actually been able to really, really, really integrate what we worked on because even some of like things in therapy, I felt were very OCD based, like me seeking reassurance. So basically there's a lot of different forms of OCD. The typical one is like that you maybe think of is like the numbers or the clean, the obsessive cleaning and all of that, like counting or having things to equal up a certain amount or evens or odds or whatever. There's a lot of like textbook things that you might think of when people say they have OCD, but mine is more so like the just right OCD, which is a form of thinking that every situation has to be perfect or has to like be just right in order for it to make sense. So every single decision or situation, every single financial aspect of my life, so many things, plans. It, oh my gosh, like don't get me started on plans. Making plans with friends had to make sense. And people, when they would text me, I would get so overwhelmed. I'm still working on this. Like I get very overwhelmed when people ask me to hang out. I don't know why. I'm a lot better about it now, but there's so many things that had to make sense. And I think even my morning routine was very obsessive. I also want to point out that this company that I started, Happy Scampers, was all based around mental health and routines and doing things that were good for you and self-help and self-care and and personal development. And it just, I feel like, did not really encompass my full personality at a certain point. Like, it almost felt like I couldn't have bad days or I couldn't be imperfect. I had to fit within this box of only talking about positive things, only being a positive influence, only you know, dancing it off and being goofy and silly and happy all the time and positive and doing these healthy things for my life. So when I would have these routines, if I didn't do something in my day, you know, towards my routine, I felt like an absolute failure. If I wasn't growing or getting the recognition from being positive, I just was like, what the hell? But it also just didn't feel aligned with me anymore because 
while I was creating this content or building this business all centered around mental health, which is very important to me and I'm very passionate about this topic. But while all of this was going on, I was in probably one of the worst headspaces I've ever been in and one of the most stressful, scary times of my life. And I was not happy 24-7. I was very depressed, probably looking back. I was anxious. I was stressed all the time. And I wasn't the best, best version of myself at that time. But I didn't feel like I was able to say that or act that way. And it's so funny because in a way... Like, I am glad that that didn't work out because I'm so much more, like, all-encompassing now in the type of content that I do, whether it's on the podcast or on social media, than I ever have or I ever would have been if I would have stayed with that, like, that same niche. Because it can be something that I talk about and something that I'm passionate about and help people with, but it doesn't have to be my whole freaking personality because people have bad days and that's human and that's more relatable than being than focusing on your personal development 24/7. So when I went back to my corporate job, my idea was really to work on my business and still continue to grow it, but really I feel like I just kind of started slowly trickling it out and not devoting as much time to it and really when I started pouring more energy into, you know, my full-time job, living my life, being more present in my life and exploring other avenues about myself and then going to therapy and just healing from this very traumatic event that I had put myself into in a way. I I started to shift and realize maybe this isn't fully as aligned. And honestly, for a very large chunk of time, like months of time, I was like, I need to get back to it. I need to get back to it. I need to create content for it. And I was creating content for it for a good piece of time until I just really never logged on to the Instagram account at all anymore or the Facebook. I started closing down my accounts, like any business accounts that I was paying for. And now I'm just in the place where I'm paying off some debt that I had accrued from that experience. And it, it's funny now that I'm talking about it and airing all of this out, like I really am not embarrassed or ashamed about any of it at all because it really is part of my story. And I've heard like Mel Robbins and her like husband were in $800,000 worth of debt. And I hear so many stories about entrepreneurs and business owners that have been in worse situations, but came out of it on the other side. And I've used that as my, my inspiration and just allowed me to dive back into other things that inspire me so that I can move forward because I really don't think it is a setback when you look at it on paper or when you really zoom out it really isn't a setback I learned so much about myself I learned that I'm not going to talk about mental health 24 7 I definitely want that to be a part of what I talk about and what I share about but it's not my whole personality I love other things example a like my social media my podcast is heavily based on pop culture and celebrities and lifestyle and romanticizing your life and making it like a movie and being girly and frilly and like expressing yourself and being imperfect and telling these wild, crazy stories about yourself and your life and talking about reality TV. And those don't all fall into the category of mental health, but that's me and that's who I am. And that's okay. It's funny too, because I actually had the idea for a podcast in like 2022, maybe even 2021 when I was launching my business, but I'm so glad I didn't start it then because it would have been something completely different. And the vision that I have for it as I grow is not siloed into one tiny little niche. It's very all encompassing. And I, I just am so grateful that I had all of these experiences and they taught me so, so, so much. But yeah, that's the story of how I quote unquote failed at my business and how I'm still kind of coming out of the trenches from it and rebuilding my mindset around what that looks like. I don't hold really as much shame about it or grief or guilt about it at all anymore. I I really just kind of look back on it and like I've said a million times, I just wish I could give that girl a hug 
and give her a little bit of advice and maybe tell her not to make some of the decisions because your girl's still paying for it in some ways. But I am very proud of myself for taking the leap because not a lot of people would do it. And I'm not saying that to like pat myself on the back, but I am in a way because it is a very scary experience to take that risk and lean into uncertainty and go towards something where you don't know what the future is going to hold and how you're going to have any financial stability. But I did it and I'm proud of myself for doing that despite multiple people telling me maybe it's not the best idea. I started my podcast in April of 2023, which was months, if not years after I initially had the idea. And normally I would say don't wait on your ideas because that is something that I learned from starting this business was I would like pause and every thing had to be perfect before I would launch it or create it or post it or whatever. Again, kind of an OCD trait had to be just right, but I would wait way too long and that would hinder me in a way it's launch fast, perfect later. Not everything has to be perfect when you post it or when you create it right away, you get better with time. And that's the beauty of it. There's always got to be an evolution. And that was really something that I had to learn the hard way was when you pause, like you almost kind of, it's a detriment to yourself. Obviously there's things that have to be perfect before they launch. Like I wouldn't want to launch a medical product before it's perfect. Elizabeth Holmes don't want to end up in prison, but there is something to be said for, you know, throwing up a podcast episode that I say like a million times or um a million times or you know, I, I don't do something perfectly in a in an Instagram caption or in a TikTok video or in a certain product isn't fully laid out the way that I want to or doesn't look aesthetically pleasing. Whatever it is, there is something to be said for looking back on those things. Any of your favorite business owners have so many iterations of the business that they look back on and maybe cringe now or are like, damn, look at how far we've come. And pausing can sometimes really hinder you because you don't make any steps forward. So there was a point where I was like, I need to be able to finish this out. I need to be able to see this account grow. I need to have success with this business before I can move on and do anything else. But that was only hurting me because I wasn't pursuing what I actually wanted. And if you know me, I'm the type of person that always likes to be be doing something creative. I had a blog before it was cool. I was on Tumblr. I actually had multiple blogs and I would always be like writing for campus magazines. I wrote for multiple campus magazines. I wrote for my own blog. I created an Instagram account in like 2016 and kind of started being like a blogger influencer. It was a long time ago. I actually still have the account probably has like 60 followers or actually five at this point, but I don't know how to log into it and delete it. I have also created happy scampers. I've created a TikTok account, obviously the podcast. Like I have tried so many different creative things. I I can't even like, I'm actually thinking now of like, did I have like maybe a necklace company? I don't know. I had a lot of creative endeavors and that's just who I am. And that's who I'm always going to be. It's something that fulfills me. And no matter what job I have or what I do, I am always going to have to be doing something that fulfills me and lights me up creative creatively. So I'm going to, I'm going to finish this up by just saying failure is a part of the process and it should not be looked at as like a setback. It should not be looked at as a bad thing. You should not carry shame or grief or sadness around it. I understand those emotions are totally valid, but like don't sit in them too long because it will only hinder you. And when you choose to let failure affect you and you choose to let failure bring you down is when you're going to have those setbacks. You need to just keep moving. Like everyone is afraid. Everyone is scared. Everyone is nervous and unsure, but they just do it scared. They just move forward no matter what. And I promise you, you're going to find the thing that you want and you love and you that lights you up. I started posting about pop culture in September of 2023. And ever since then, like I'm almost at 10,000 followers on TikTok. When I tell you I have like 40 followers left until I hit 10,000, I would really love to hit it today, but it is already 7 p.m. But when I tell you that this has lit me up so much because I finally have like something that's exciting me that I know is working and I, and I just, I love pop culture. I love reality TV. I love entertainment and media and I've always had a fascination with celebrities. And while I don't know if I want to talk about that forever, it is something that I, 
you know, I don't want to talk about it forever. Like the only thing I talk about, I would love to integrate other topics into that as well, but that's, that's a conversation for another time. But my point is I'm doing the podcast and I love it. I have a big vision for it, whether or not that's manifesting itself right now. I will say the podcast is hard to grow when you're doing it all by yourself. And I would love to devote more time to it this year, but I feel like I'm on the right path with it and I haven't missed an episode yet. And in April, it will be one full year that I've had the podcast and that's crazy to me. So I just start, like I'm starting to really feel that things are moving in the right direction. I'm feeling inspired. I feel like I see a light at the end of the tunnel. I'm starting to feel more fulfilled at work and with with social media, with the podcast. And I just really am starting to feel like things are working out for me and I feel good. I feel more fulfilled. I won't say I'm like 100% happy in every single aspect of my life because, well, first of all, who is? But there's a lot of things I'm still working on and a lot of goals I still have and things that I would like to achieve. But I am trying to work gratitude and presence into every step of my life because I don't want to look back and wish I wouldn't have wished my life away or wish I wasn't more grateful or wish I wouldn't have a like been so complaining and just enjoyed my life more because truthfully when you get certain things that you've always wanted sometimes it does feel a little anticlimactic and without gratitude for every step of the way those things are never going to feel real you have to work on how you feel and just wanting to feel happy and excited and fulfilled rather than focusing on like the external aspects of things so I'm gonna leave you with that keep going do it scared like none of your failures are true failures or pauses or step backs unless you don't learn from them and keep going and use it to grow. And I'm proud of you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and I will see you next Wednesday. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for listening to that episode. If you are loving the podcast, please, please leave a rating and review and tell others what you're loving about the show. It really helps grow the podcast and helps me create more content for you. If you have suggestions for the pod or questions you'd like me to answer, you can always email staroftheshowpod at gmail.com. Thanks again, and I'll see you next Wednesday.